This is Pieces of My Mind, a podcast from Rabbi David Freeland. Shalom l'chulam. Welcome to the first podcast episode, Pieces of My Mind. It seems I have returned in a time of plague. I'd like to reassure everybody that despite my three months away, including a month out of the country, there were no restrictions on my entry back into the United States. In truth, it was harder to get into a supermarket in Tel Aviv than to enter the United States via Logan Airport on March 18th. When I went shopping in Tel Aviv, there was somebody at the door taking my temperature before I could come in. At Logan, they just asked me a few questions. The biggest concern we ran into at the airport was a USDA dog, who, as cute as she was, had picked up on the oranges that we ate in flight. She sat down right in front of my carry-on bag. Those dogs are something special, aren't they? I am so thankful for my time away on sabbatical and also so thankful to be home safe and sound. As I begin today's broadcast, I have to note grief over some recent losses in our community. While I was away, we lost Shirley Vanette. Shirley was remarkable in her determination at every phase of her life. She lived always on her own terms. I'm so sorry I was not there for her family while I was away. I know how devoted her three sons were to all of her needs. I pray that they find some light on their path. Our sympathies also go out this week to Lauren Kay on the loss of her brother Joseph this last week. May he find the true peace he sought in this life, and may Lauren and her mother find comfort in each other and in the arms of our Jewish community. Our condolences are with her. We grieve this week, too, for the loss of Linda Dickens. Linda was the wife of Sam, the mother of Michelle, Beth, and Matt, and the big sister of Jeff. She was an outsized presence in our community and a friend to many. Our condolences go out to her family and many friends. It is strange to come back in such times. The world is topsy-turvy, but we will make it through. I urge everyone to pay close attention to the instructions of public health officials and scientists regarding necessary precautions. None of us are exempt from them. We must protect the most vulnerable people by following these guidelines. It is a civic and a religious responsibility. There is no greater mitzvah than to save a life, and the saving of many lives is literally in our hands. To conclude this brief introductory episode, I'd like to share one of my favorite stories. It's about our amazing ability to cut ourselves off from the wonder and beauty of this world. The Baal Shem Tov sat down on a tree stump in the field, surrounded by his disciples. He taught them and said, I tell you, the world is full of great lights and awesome secrets but a person can keep himself from them simply by holding his little hand in front of his eyes. Someone on a high spiritual level is constantly aware of God's presence and doesn't need to remind himself again and again that God is with him because he sees God with his mind's eye, for he is the place of the world. What this means is that God existed before he created the world, and the world exists within the Creator blessed be he. Therefore, a person's cleaving and clinging should be so great that what he primarily sees is God, blessed be he.
He should not see first the world and then, by the way, God. No, his vision should be primarily of God. When a person is on this level, all of the klipot, the husks and detritus, the concealments, which are the unholy forces that block what is divine, disperse and disappear. For it is they that darken the eyes of our minds so that we cannot see God. Then the Baal Shem Tov told his disciples a great parable that expresses the essence of his teaching. A king, by magic, surrounded his palace with many walls. Then he hid himself within the palace. The formidable walls were arranged in concentric circles, one inside the other, and they grew increasingly larger, higher, and thicker as one approached the center. They had fortified battlements and were manned by fierce soldiers who guarded from above. Wild animals, lions, and bears ran loose below. All this was so that people would have proper awe and fear of the king, and not all who desired to approach would be allowed to do as they pleased. The king then had proclamations sent throughout the kingdom, saying that whoever came to see him in his palace would be richly rewarded and given a rank second to none in the king's service. Who would not desire this? But when many came and saw the outer wall's awesome size and the terrifying soldiers and animals, most were afraid and turned back. There were some, however, who succeeded in scaling that wall and fighting past the soldiers and animals. But then the second wall loomed before their eyes, even more imposing than the first, and its guards even more terrible. Seeing that, many others turned back. Moreover, the king had appointed servants to stand behind the walls to give money and precious stones to whoever got beyond each wall. Those who crossed one or even a few walls soon found themselves very rich and satisfied with what they had gained from their efforts. So they too turned back for one reason or another, either from fear at the increasing obstacles or satisfaction with the accumulated rewards. None reached the king. None, that is, except for the king's son. He had only one desire, to see the face of his beloved father. When he came and saw the walls, soldiers, and wild animals, he was astonished. He could not understand how his dear father could hide himself behind all these terrifying barriers and obstacles. How can I ever reach him, he thought. Then he began to weep and cried out, Father, Father, have compassion on me. Don't keep me away from you. His longing was so intense that he had no interest in any rewards. Indeed, he was willing to risk his life to attain his goal. By the courage of his broken heart, which burned to see his father, he ran forward with reckless abandon and self-sacrifice. He scaled one wall and then another, fought past soldiers and wild animals. After crossing the walls, he was offered money and jewels, but he threw them down in disgust. His only desire was to see his father. Again 
And again, he called out to him. The king, hearing his son's pathetic cries and seeing his total self-sacrifice, suddenly, instantaneously removed the walls and other obstacles. In a moment, they vanished as if they had never existed. Then his son saw that there were no walls, no soldiers, no animals. His father was right before him, sitting on his majestic throne, while multitudes of servants stood near to serve him, and heavenly choirs sang his praises. Gardens and orchards surrounded the palace on all sides, and the whole earth shone from the king's glory. Everything was tranquil. There was nothing bad or terrible at all. Then the son realized that the walls and obstacles were only a magical illusion, and that his father, the king, had never really been hidden or concealed, but was with him all the time. It was just a test to see who truly loved the king. You must know, said the Baal Shem Tov, looking at his disciples sitting around him, that all the worlds were created by and from God, and are God's garments, like the snail whose shell garment is part of its own body. Everything that exists is created and kept in existence every moment by the divine power that is within it. Were it removed, that thing would instantaneously return to nothingness. You must realize with complete faith and know with absolute clarity that the whole earth is full of God's glory and there is no place where God is not present. When you know that God is in every object, movement, and thought, and that everything comes from God, for everything is a covering and a garment wherein God is concealed, when you, get, when you know that God is hiding there, there is no longer any concealment, and all the workers of iniquity are scattered. There is no barrier separating us from God. He is always with us. We have a lot of barriers separating us one from another right now. Many of us are holed up in our apartments and homes, afraid or unable to go out because of the virus. But recognize that these barriers are but temporary. They are erected by ourselves, as are the barriers in this world that keep us from seeing true value and finding the divine presence behind it all. Let's keep each other in mind and remember that even in these darkest times, God is behind all. The force of the Creator still moves through us and is available for us, if only we open our eyes. Stay strong, and I'll see you soon.